Ministers in the United States made the big announcement this morning with Microsoft's developing situation there. A number of um, of accounts now of Joe Biden leaving a press conference where he was talking about the economy uh, to go to the Situation Room. A little bit of uh, audio has emerged. Hey, I apologise. I have to go to the Situation Room with another issue that I have to deal with. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Milk has to go on another issue that I have to deal with, so he's pulled away from that event, the speaking event that he was at. Um, There's unconfirmed reports on Twitter that uh, American interest military uh, bases in Syria may have been attacked by drones, but they're unconfirmed. As we say, it reminds me a bit of when John Howard was uh, in in uh, Washington during September 11. He ended up being stuck there mm. when there's a huge backdrop of international upheaval. Phil Curry is someone who's travelled a lot with Prime Minister's dating all the way back to John Howard, and he is our regular correspondent as National Political Editor for the Australian Financial Review. Chaotic times, Phil. Um, mm. and, and I guess for the, for the PM, he's, he's gone from the, 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 the voice disaster to having to leave the country to attend to some pretty big trade and national security issues. Yeah, I mean, the trip to Washington originally, Pembo, was... Um pretty thin. I mean, it was only a consolation prize because you might remember Joe Biden was meant to be here in May for that you know, quad meeting with the Japanese Indians and he pulled out the night before because of domestic problems at home. So he said, look, sorry about that. How about you come to Washington? We'll give you a state visit. So it was sort of, it was sort of a visit looking for an agenda, really. Um, and it was hard. You can't sort of knock it back. But as, as sort of events have unfolded in the lead up to the trip, there's sort of it's fairly sort of meaty issues about now. Not that we're a big player of any in, in any way, shape, or form when it comes to the Middle East, but um, it doesn't hurt to be over there when all this is going on to sort of you know have the Prime Minister there being you know, tuning in firsthand to how it's all going and swapping notes. But also to you know when he gets time with Biden, which will be sort of Wednesday night and onwards our time, sort of just to impress on him just because the Middle East is blowing up uh, again, not to lose focus on our own region, which has always been a concern of successive Australian governments that the Americans, you know, they get, they get stretched too thin or distracted by other regions of the world and you know, the, the big game still here, you know, will remain after this Israeli situation, will, be, will remain China and the Pacific. Obviously, clearly, AUKUS and so forth important part of the agenda for the, the Prime Minister in the US, Phil. What, what, what do we know of what will be on the agenda when we meet Xi Jinping in China, yeah. the one that was just announced the other day for next month. Yeah. Yeah, see, that'll be a huge trip. That'll be actually sort of more significant, I think, in, in, than the one to the White House because it will be the first trip by a Prime Minister to China period since 2016. And even that one in 2016 by Malcolm Turnbull was just to go to the G20, so it wasn't a, you know, wasn't a sort of bilateral visit. Um, so it's been a long time and it's been, it's been a lot of water under the bridge. You know, we've had the sort of the standoffs between China and Australia and then, you know, and as I say repeatedly, it's been a two-part play. You know, the Morrison government, I think, did the right thing. They had to stand up to China. China was being coercive and, and bullying. Both Turnbull and Morrison, you know, sort of said, no, we're not being pushed around. And as a consequence of that, I think we've sort of forced China back into the game a bit. And then the Albanese government came in and lowered the whole temperature and stopped all the sort of crazy talk in public. And so that, that sort of helped you know, get rid of these trade bans and everything. And, we, we you know, we, we're not, we'll never get back to normal with them, but they use the word stabilise, not normalise. So just in terms of symbolism, just getting, just being in Beijing uh, the next weekend and Shanghai, as it will be as well, will be huge in terms of symbolism and reparation. And 
as, as we say repeatedly, it's always much better that these leaders talk to each other than don't talk to each other. That's how you know bad stuff happens. So, yeah, underlying relationships still going to be all the tension about you know, you know what's going on in the Pacific and straight after China, Albanese will be off to the Pacific Island Forum, where conversely we're we'll trying to convince these small island nations to, to sort of side with us and not the Chinese. So it's what we call zigzag diplomacy. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Phil. Meanwhile, back in Australia. Um, mm. The PM has, has, has just uh, overseen the, 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 the devastating and emphatic loss of a, of mm. a national referendum, nowhere other than Queensland bigger than SA. In some parts of South Australia, particularly in our northern suburbs, the highest no vote cast against the proposal to uh, create a, a voice to Parliament how do you think the PM is travelling? Because I reckon overwhelmingly our listeners right now, they hear all of the stuff about Washington, Beijing. Mm, mm. Deep down, they get the importance of it. But right now, I, I would hazard a guess that the 5AA audience is probably running 90% saying, what about our food prices? What about our mm. petrol prices? What about our power bills? Well, as I was sort of saying, Dave, I think this trip to Washington was always a marginal call to go. <laughs> you know, and as it has been given a bit of... Yeah, it's been given cover now by world events, but I can understand that because the government itself is very sensitive about being away again. Um, in fact, they were meant to be having Parliament this week, and they cancelled Parliament because they didn't want to sort of highlight the fact that PM wasn't here, you know, because the House would be sitting just with Richard Mayle. So, look, I think for him, the trip gives him an opportunity to put some distance between, you know, himself and, 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 and the referendum. It was, you know, everyone was surprised by the result in South Aussie, and as you said out in the electorate of Spence in the northern suburbs, the no vote was 73%. That's where they launched the thing, remember? That? Yeah, they launched mm, Elizabeth. Totally. Elizabeth. <laughs> Gee, that went well. Um, so, <laughs> so um, yeah, look, I think to, you know, to be decided what the impact of all that's going to be, clearly the PM's lost a lot of capital. We put a lot of capital in that. And it wasn't just a mild rejection. It was a really big rejection. So, um, and then we see the fallout with you know, pressure on the voice in South Australia and Queensland, you know, those two governments, uh, the state governments there. But... Uh, it, won't, it won't translate it straight away into you know, a drop in the polls for Labor. I don't think we saw a news poll yesterday and that was that was the case. But um, you know, it could start to it could start to affect discipline inside the Labor Party. Yeah, these little become become a slow burn type of thing, and they really were sort of rocked off their axis by by the outcome. They were shocked. I, it wasn't so much anger against Albanese, but the party itself just felt really let down. They couldn't deliver on this thing, and. Uh, but you know how politics works, especially the Labor Party. I think it'll be a, a sort of you know, shaky few months coming up for them. But yeah, five AA listeners aren't alone. That's that's a fairly common view across the country. Just to be just to wrap up, we had a poll. I had a mate of mine did some research for us, and in a few days just before the referendum was held, eighty-one percent of Australians said the single issue they wanted the government to care about was the cost of living. Eleven percent said they cared about the voice. So mm. that sort of that sort of tells you where people's minds are at, even. Mm even after a massive campaign in the last month for The Voice and, and, um, and on the day itself of the, of, of the referendum, they were still, you know, 80%, one thing and 10% on another. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Hey, mate, just quickly, are you going to get to go to China with the PM? Yes, I am going, yes. Oh, really? I'll wow. talk to you from there, yeah. We're going, I think, uh, Saturday week. We'll be flying over and we'll be back. Oh, wow. Tuesday, yeah. We've got to go to like the Great Hall of the People and Tiananmen Square and all that probably, won't you? Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. That's the usual thing. Yeah, yeah. I didn't go to the White House. I've been, I don't want to sound like an idiot, but I've been there quite a lot. So I, so I let one, one of my colleagues has never been. I said, you can do this one. You can, 
I've heard, mate, that the, the, the security guys, whenever you turn up, they just say, oh, g'day, Phil, good to see you again. <laughs> uh, I'm on the jet lag and the sleepless nights. I said, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good on you, mate. Phil Curry there, always great to catch up. Thanks for that. 14 to 8, looking forward to chatting with Phil in China. That'll be an incredible insight. Wild. It's unbelievable. I, I went there with Howard in 96, and you walk into that great hall of the people, and they've got this Chinese military guard and given they've got two billion people to pick from, they seem mm. to find the tallest men in China mm. to do this thing where they welcome foreign heads of state with these bayonets. And John Howard was standing there, and he looked, he looked like a tiny little Lego man <laughs> with these two Chinese guys with bayonets standing either side of him going, Yah! and they made this like V-shape with their bayonets, and Howard's just standing there in the middle. Wow. And we were talking to him later that night. Geez, <laughs> PM, that was pretty intense, the bayonet thing. He said, oh, he said, they're very tall, weren't they? And he said, one difference between me and Bob Hawke, though, when Hawke came here in, I think it was 1984, Hawkey being the egomaniac that he was, just instinctively lifted himself up on the tiptoes. <laughs> and Howard said, I didn't do that. David Pemberthy and Will Goodings, 6 to 9, 5AA Breakfast.